0: So yeah, on the other side, I would always make sure that if you're thinking about leaving and starting your own business, first things first is never burn a bridge. That would be my first thing that I would say, never ever burn a bridge. Um, You never know what opportunities would lie even with your current employer if you're deciding to leave. Um, So if you're going to leave and start your own business, make sure you do it on the right terms. Do it on your terms. But make sure it's the right time. Hold up. Right. Hold up. Let me get my mind. Let me get my mind right. Yeah. Let me get my mind. Let me get my mind right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Millennial Minds and Business. I am your host, Steven Gabrielson, with SLG Advising, business consulting of the new age. And I am honored to sit down with Brian Gillenwater, who is currently a project administrator at Probst Electric. And he is also the owner operator of Adventure Accountants, and he's been a CPA for a couple of years now, um, and an accountant even longer than that. Brian, what's up, buddy? How you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for thanks for being here today. Yeah, my pleasure. It's, I'm excited. It's fun having you. So me and Brian have kind of worked together. Can, on... can I can I
1: stop you just a second?
0: Yeah, you can stop me.
1: Okay, I'm going to just stop you right there because I've listened to all your podcasts. Okay. Okay. Five. Five of them. This, not, of them. this, this is episode six. This is episode six, and I think that probably more importantly than you interviewing me, today I'm going to interview you. Uh, I'm going to pull a surprise on you a little bit. Yeah, and you're looking at me like, no way. But I, I'm i not a great interviewer, but we're going to get through this. Oh, boy. Because you know what? People want to know who you are. You've been interviewing people for five episodes now. We need to find out more about Stevie Gabrielson. Uh-oh. And uh, if it's all right with you, I'll just rain check mine. And let's get into yours. Uh oh.
0: Does
1: that work? Yeah, that works. We can do that. So, welcome to Millennial Minds and Business. <laughs> this is your substitute host, Brian Gillenwater. Gillenwater. G- it's Gillenwater, isn't it? No, is it it's Gillenwater. It's Gillenwater.
0: I've Gil- always called you Gillenwater. Have I been saying it wrong?
1: Maybe you say it fast, and <laughs> so I never understand. I I'd, I'd I'm definitely just correct that one.
0: I know it's Gillenwater. All
1: right. Well, but, but uh, SLG Advising. Yep. Um, you've been at this for. I've been at this for, what, like four or five months now. Four or five months. Let, let, let's hear about SLG Advising. We all want to know. Oh,
0: man. SLG Advising. Well, it's along the same lines as adventure accountants. Um, but SLG Advising, yeah, we're business consultants of the new age. So we go out and we partner. We don't necessarily partner on an equity standpoint, but I like to partner uh, with my clients and helping them understand their business and their the financial side of their businesses. Um and help them plan for the future, both monetarily, fiscally, where, where they want their business to be in the next five to ten years. And we set out a plan to, to get their business there. Um, I also do their taxes. Um, I help them out on the retirement side, help them set up their retirement accounts. Um, kind of all, all that jazz. So I work with businesses on, a, on either a monthly basis or a quarterly basis. Um, I don't accept walk-in tax returns. Because let's be honest, you and I both know that there is no value added to the walk-in tax return. All it is is a product. It's a commodity. Um, there's no value added there. The only time we, as accountants and CPAs, can add value to our customers and our and our clients is when we work with them throughout the year and help them plan for the future and help them plan for their tax returns. That's coming up. And then we can actually put in place a plan to help them save on their taxes and help them grow their businesses.
1: Great. So... so- you have this SLG advising, yep. I, I went on your website today. Did you? I went on your website, slgadvising.com, right? SLG Here's your commercial. Well, we're gonna say it like five more times, slgadvising.com. <laughs> SLG <SLGadvising.com. laughs> sound like the uh, the gingerbread man on Shrek, on the very first one, yeah. Okay,
0: <laughs> but I, I always was... think of uh, what is that one like the lawyers, or wait, no, I don't remember.
1: I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Something Somethingsomethingsomething.com.
0: Ah, and they say it like 17 times. Right. And it's right. like a radio commercial or something. Yeah, like you're like three into it and you already yeah. change the channel. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So you got you, – on your website, it talks about your, your – basically your niche, your clients. Who are they?
0: So I work um, – I specialize in working with real estate professionals. So that involves real estate agents and brokers um, as well as I dabble – and a little bit of construction companies as well. Um, I also work um, in fitness, in, fit- in the fitness industry. So I work with gym owners, personal trainers, um, and stuff like that. And it's kind of, everyone always sits there and says, why the hell do you do real estate people and then fitness people?
1: I, I think I was the first one to ever ask you that. Yeah,
0: you were. You yeah. were. And I mean, the, the so the fitness side, the fitness part, comes from my obsession with fitness. I work out very regularly regularly. Um, every single morning, actually, um, I try to get into the gym and work out. And then the real estate side was just something I've always been interested in. Um, my older brother is actually involved in real estate; he does a lot on that front as well. Um, and I mean, I feel like realtors are, are are people that can be planned for very easily, and yet a lot of times they don't plan, and so they get hit with a huge amount of self-employment tax. And they get hit with a fat tax bill at the end of the year just strictly because they didn't plan for it. And i kind of seen a lot of those as I've been going through and specializing in this industry. And so I kind of wanted to, to reach out to them to help them shift their mindset on how they work with their accountant.
1: Makes sense. I, I, maybe we'll go to, uh, to, how did you get up to this? So, I mean, I know you do the fitness. We'll uh-huh. get to that. Okay. Because, okay. I mean, that's pretty obvious to people that you know. Yeah. Um. How did you get into SLG Advising? Let's back up maybe five, ten years. and, and Okay. What, good question. What, what was the process to get you to where you so, are? So
0: I've kind of always been an entrepreneurial mind. I've never been good at working for somebody or working within a corporation.
1: Oh, I've worked with you. I know. Yeah, no, you I'm know. Kidding. No,
0: you do know. <laughs> we've had a lot of deep conversations about how we've, evolved into disgruntled employees at pretty much every single place we've been at.
1: I got a job right now. (laughs) Careful. Careful.
0: Well, I mean, it just, it's, it comes with the whole mindset of being an entrepreneur. You know, you go into these businesses that you're working at as an employee and you immediately start picking apart what you think can be done better and what you think can be run in a different way and how you can help this business grow. And instead of, going to the owners and actually talking to them about how they can grow their business. I always feel like no one's going to trust me because they're going to look at me as some young, stupid kid who doesn't know what he's talking about because I've never ran a business. But, I mean, I look at it as there are so many different ways out there in today's world that you can go out and run a business. And so, going into a business and trying to talk to the owners about that, I've always kind of struggled with. And so I've kind of always been... Um, At least in my old jobs, when I was first graduated from college, I jumped into an accounting position at a little local firm here in Boise, and it was just kind of the same same thing. I didn't like where the business was going, I didn't like how it was operating, and so I actually turned into a disgruntled employee and started looking for other jobs and stuff like that. Um, Granted, the place I was at was like a crazy CPA firm. Like, the owner of it could hardly even make payroll on time, And majority of the time, my payroll check was like three to five days late because he couldn't make payroll ever, really. And they had to dip into their line of credit and he'd always do it too late. And he'd always have these like wild grand ideas of, oh, this business, we're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And then nothing would happen like every other CPA from out there because they get too busy and too swamped. And so the place was just like up in smoke, dude. Every single time you'd walk into that office, you'd get hit with some crazy project that was supposed to be due three months ago that just never got done. Um, and dude, the, <laughs> this is kind of funny. The, the owner of the firm actually, one day he came into the office and he was so stressed. It was like right in the middle of tax season. He walks in. He was too stressed because I think his girlfriend broke up with him or something. And this is like a 45-year-old guy. Walks into the office, is so stressed out that he deletes like 2,000 unread emails. Just deletes them because he couldn't handle the pressure. And so like that's the style of firm that I was working at. And so I started looking for other jobs and I I just kind of turned into a disgruntled employee. I was pissed off all the time. And so I actually ended up getting let go of that job before I could find another job. And that like – I consider that probably like my rock bottom in life is when I got let go from that job because it opened my eyes to – everybody is replaceable yeah different people add different values and stuff like that but in the eyes of the owner of the company everybody's replaceable you can get somebody else to do that work and so that was kind of like the first step of first off me never will be never wanting to be in that position again of being let go from a job Um, and so like every position I've had from then on out I have busted my ass to make sure that I I work my hardest and it was also a huge turning point in my life because I sat down and studied for all my CPA exams, passed them all within a short period of time, and then I jumped straight into my MBA program. I kind of got my MBA kind of also nurturing that entrepreneurial mindset and spirit that I've always had.
1: But also as a ba- bounce back from, from this experience with this firm.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was also a bounce back from, from getting let go, from getting fired. It was it was my next step after sitting down and talking to my wife and, and my family members and my close friends on, on how to move forward. Um, and it was a great experience. I mean, I got a, I got an internship at a Fortune 500 company um, the next summer for my MBA from from the MBA program. Um, and then I jumped into the tax firm that I actually worked with you at mm-hmm. um, and I was there for about a year. and the same process kind of kept coming up, right? We were there. I was there for a few months. You were there for a few months. We kind of have the same. We have the same mentality as far as we kind of go into the bit, the nitty gritty of the business, and try to figure out what what it can what can be done better, how it can be done better, and how can we make it better. But I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so much that you can do within a business that you don't own and operate. Um, and so, I mean, you got to the point where you wanted to to, to try something else, and you left. Um, and I left shortly after and started SLG advising.
1: Very cool. Yeah. That, <laughs> well, I think people have wanted yeah. to know that, you know, from the from the podcast. Uh, I guess. I it's, mean, just, that's a, that's. Yeah. A, I mean, yeah, I know you, but. Yeah. I, just listening, it's like, hey, look, we need some backups. <laughs> so, need, so yeah. Beautiful wife, beautiful daughters. Yep. Nice house. Uh, Kind of, what's your secret?
0: What's my secret? Yeah, huh? what's your secret? What's I mean, secret you're a
1: happy guy every time I talk to you. Dude, um, I...
0: I don't know. I mean, it comes down to, like, your outlook on everything, basically. Because, I mean, yeah, I, we, yeah, beautiful wife, beautiful family. I'm super blessed, super lucky to be where I'm at in life right now. Um, started this business. Yeah, it's not... I'm not making six figures or anything right now, but granted I'm four months in and I'm not in debt. You know huge. I'm not starving. I'm still able to feed my family. Um, still able to operate and I'm not like super crunched and super stressed on on getting the next client so I can feed my family, which is a huge blessing on its own. Um, but I you know my at least my attitude on life, I kind I I think it comes down to the fitness side of of, of my of who I am. And the daily habits that I go through and try to set my mind up and not I'm not saying that I don't have bad days I have bad days just like everybody else um, and yeah but it I think it just comes down to the daily habits and making sure that you are always thinking about the positive in life and always making sure that that you're keeping your mind in the right place
1: well let's let's dive into those those okay. habits okay. I, I mean I, I want to hear what I mean what's a day like in in the life of Steve Gabriel saying,
0: "Oh, these shoes are small, Brian. These shoes are small, <laughs> <laughs> literally um, and figure, yeah. <laughs> tiny
1: feet, tiny, tiny feet.
0: Um, yeah, dude. So I wake up. Usually, my kids come wake me up at about okay. six, six thirty yeah, ish. Yeah, yeah, three a.m. This morning it was about three a.m. because two of them ended up sleeping in the bed with us, but <laughs> right, jeez." Right. Um, yeah, my wife gets up, goes to the gym. Anywhere from 5.30 to 6.30 she'll go. I'll stay home with the kids. Sleeping? Um, either sleep in, okay. if they're sleeping, or I'll wake up with them, get them breakfast, get them kind of up and going. Now, um, now, how old are they? So I've got a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and an 18-month-old.
1: Okay.
0: So young kids, they're young. Um, my oldest just started kindergarten. Uh, my second one just started preschool. So some big first there. Um Huge. which is fun. But yeah, so 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 six AM ish. Six AM ish, yeah. I wanna I used to get up at like four thirty five. And I wanna start doing that again and start 4. reading in the morning. Five
1: in the morning or four thirty or five.
0: I mean, was <laughs> it exact? It was I was getting up at four four thirty five is what my alarm was set at.
1: Okay, so you were serious about morning. the four thirty five. Oh yeah, okay. I was
0: waking up at four thirty five and I did that for about a year um, then I went to five um, and then my third child was born and it rocked my world <laughs> and I haven't been haven't been back to 430 or 5 since then
1: but your wife also wakes up that early. but my it's wife
0: up. my wife started waking up that early and going to the gym um, which is awesome because that's really like the only time she can go um, so I'm super glad that I now have the flexibility that I do now with my own with my own business that she can go in the morning and then I can go after her um, and then kind of, and then I go. I go to the gym after she gets back, and I work out. Um, and that kind of sets the presence of my day, dude. Like, my workouts. I bust my ass at the gym. I don't do any easy. It's never just walking to the gym for me. Yeah, I, I,
1: I went out twice, and will never <laughs> go back again to the gym with
0: you. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I do a couple different fitness programs. I do a squat every day. So I every day I go to the gym. I squat. Um, and it's not just, like, a getting into the rack squat. It's, like, up to a max majority of the time, um, which is awesome. I love it. Uh, so that's been super good. And it's just, like, the getting in and squatting every day does something crazy to your brain. Because, like, not only is that, like, a, the, one of the hardest workouts that you can do, but it getting the mental fortitude to be able to go in and continue to squat six days a week is crazy. Um, and so I know that's the hardest part of my day. Every single day is going to the gym and, and, and getting my workout in. Um, and so I know anything else that I, that hits me throughout the rest of the day I can do, I can handle because I've already done the hardest thing that I'm gonna do that day. Um, and so then I, I, I leave the gym, I roll out of there and I go to my office, which we're at now. Um, and I, I start calling my clients, working with them on how to build their businesses. And I sit in the shadow of the lion
1: I was going to mention the lion. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you glance up at it, so I had to
0: mention it. Um, and yeah, so that's that's kind of a day in the life. I take off around here anywhere from 5 to 6.30, um, depending on how busy I am. I head home, hang out with the kids, get dinner, get the kids down, and then hang out with my wife. Yeah, it's kind okay. of a day in the life.
1: Day in the life.
0: Yeah. So, said small shoes, you know. It's kind so,
1: of a... so your clients, uh-huh. I, I want to hear about them. I think everybody... Yeah, yeah, I mean no specifics. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Just...
0: So yeah, I got a couple cool things going on. I work with some local people here, um, in the Treasure Valley. In the Treasure you know. Valley, yeah. yeah, here in Boise, Idaho. Yeah, yeah. that's thanks for, for the listeners who are local you know, guest host. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great. You're doing great, Ryan. There you go.
1: Um,
0: so yeah, I uh, so the people that I work here with in the Treasure Valley in Boise, Idaho, um, I generally don't have people come to my office because I am a virtual CPA. Um, I'll go out to them, sit out with them. They'll be
1: scared of the lion. They'll
0: yeah. be scared of the lion, too. I mean, it's a yeah. big old lion picture, which is yeah. sweet. And it's all over my Instagram account. is really, no the first I've I'm seen it. About. I
1: can't take my eyes off it. I know. It's sexy. It's, you know, it's what? Three feet? Three feet wide? Three feet tall-ish? Well, I'd say it's four feet wide, three feet tall. Yeah. The bearing teeth and everything. Yeah, intimidating. Yeah. It's sick. Yeah that's yeah, cool Steve's a lion uh,
0: I want to be like a lion so okay. that's why I have a picture of a lion is it alright I think I don't know it's your,
1: it's your spirit it's, yeah it's
0: my spirit animal that's okay. right that's right either that or it scares me so it makes me do makes makes me move into action that's right well yeah,
1: yeah don't bring your clients in it makes... <laughs>
0: <laughs> right but um, so yeah for my local clients here I'll meet with them um,
1: like on site then
0: Yeah, like on-site, I'll go out to them. Um, I got one guy that I work with a lot that we actually go to the gym about once a week, uh, get a workout in, and then we'll go to his office to sit down and talk about his business and how we can help him grow. Um, Yeah, and majority of my clients are out of the state, though. Um, So I've got people in California and in Washington, um, Connecticut, Nevada, so kind of spread out, um, which is awesome, great experience to be able to sit down and call and talk to them. and figure out the different tax laws within their state and, and their local areas. Um, so it's always a great learning opportunity. I'm always forcing myself to get out and and learn more and grow and and just always pushing myself out of that comfort zone. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I don't know if that really answers your questions, but... Well, I mean, um, it gets
1: an idea on who they yeah, are. Yeah, for sure. More or for less. sure. less. Yeah. And, and mostly in that niche, then. Yeah, so you've been able to stay true to it. Yeah, I've been able to stay true mostly.
0: I have one that's kind of outside of the niche, <laughs> um, but I was I I got it by reaching out to somebody who was in my niche, right. so it was a referral from someone that I work with, and I'd never like to turn referrals away unless it's something that I really don't ever work on and it and yeah, it if doesn't you're make suck sense. At it, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, that's yeah, if that makes sense.
1: So, so you're four months in.
0: Yeah. Four and a half. Yeah. When did I start? I started April first.
1: Okay. So, but, but,
0: so about four months. Yeah. A
1: little bit of experience in there. And um, what would you tell yourself now? You know, you five months ago. What are you going to go tell yourself? Because I mean, I'm sure there's some people listening that are you know thinking about it that are in the same situation as us. You know, they see there's flaws in their current employment. Mm -hmm. Maybe they bring some things up and it yeah it just kind of gets shut down. They eventually they say, yeah, I, I could go. I think I could do this myself and, yeah. and maybe fix some of those flaws Yeah. or do it my way or, or whatever the reason is.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So what's that saying? That saying,
0: what's, what is it? Plan for the worst. And Ho- it's, hope for the best. Hope for the best. Plan for the worst. Hope for the best. Yeah. Um, and I would say that rings true. Okay. So when I left, I have a very specific marketing outreach um, that I do. Okay. And so it goes through like email campaigns and stuff like that. So when I left my current or when I left my old job and started my own business, I was kind of kicked out out of my own. Um had a whole bunch of stuff I had to do to get my business set up and running. And my email marketing um system kind of went up in smoke. Absolutely went up in flames. Which was the absolute worst thing that could have happened to me because that was my outreach. That was how I got clients in. Um and it was how I was going to build this thing. Um yeah. And it forced me to go out into other avenues and to figure out other ways to, to build this beast, which I, looking back at it now, I wasn't expecting that to happen, um, but it happened. And it was probably one of the best things that could have happened to me out of the gate because those early months, they were the most stressful, and it forced me to figure out another way to do it. And um, during that, that stressful time, was when I was probably working the hardest. Um, I'm still working super hard obviously now, but I was working the hardest then and I'm still kind of in that same mindset of, of trying to find new ways to grow this thing. I've since fixed that that issue, um, so I'm able to kind of tap back into that now, but now it's just another avenue among many others that I can reach out to people and, and connect with new people and, and grow this beast. Okay. So that's, I mean that my little piece of advice is, is is plan for the worst hope for the best um because you're gonna run into hiccups every single person no matter what you're doing it can be a dang near perfect transition but something's gonna go wrong something always does yeah and you gotta you gotta be able to think on your feet and be able to fix it And you gotta have the mentality of understanding that it's on you to go in and fix these things it's not on It's not sitting there saying, oh, well, I can hit that tomorrow because so-and-so is going to take care of it. No. It's like, you need to get that done, and you're not going to be able to feed your family until it's fixed. Right. So, good luck. Makes sense. Right. But, yeah, I guess that's my little piece of advice. To yourself. To myself. Five months ago. Five months ago is, yeah, plan for the worst, hope for the best. I didn't really plan. Like I said, I didn't plan for the worst, and Mm -hmm. that was the worst. Yeah. And so it was a little bit of a shock and... I had some desperate months there where I I didn't think I was going to make it, um, but a lot of stuff's kind of come to light the past couple weeks and months that have turned that around.
1: So, I mean, so you work out in the mornings. Yep. You work till five. Ish, yeah. Five-ish. Head yep. home for dinner. Yep. All work and no play? Oh, heck no, dude. I get out there and play. You go to the gym? That, that's, I your, go to the, that's your so idea of play?
0: Yeah, the gym's kind of play for me. I love going okay. to the gym. Um, I'm a big mountain biker. I'm getting ready to sell my dirt bike right now and get back into mountain biking, which I'm super excited about.
1: And you had a guy on your podcast a couple. Yeah, so Is the bike, that who you're gonna episode
0: do episode number one was Braden Breen Harrison. Yeah. he's so he, uh, yeah, he does a lot of mountain biking. So I'm gonna start mountain biking with him. I want to start going like at least one morning a week. Um, so that'll be. I'm looking forward to that. I'm fixing up my current bike right now. Try to get it up and running so I can keep up with him, but. Even though, even, I could have the best bike in the world and I still wouldn't be able to keep up with that guy, but, because he's a monster maybe on mountain. you should down. keep your dirt bike. I should probably keep my dirt bike, and then maybe I'd be able to keep up with him. <laughs> but, uh, that's funny. Yeah, dude, I also like to, like, snowboard in the winter. Um, I'm fairly active. I like to go get lunch with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like to eat. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's my fun.
0: That's funny. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, dude, just kind of hanging out with people. Did I find that fun. Okay. You know, I'm a people person. I wasn't. I wasn't built to sit behind a desk. No. Which I think is why we kind of find ourselves in the world that we're in. Makes sense. because um, and that's the well, another right. funny. That's another funny thing talking about CPAs though. Right. Um, is majority of CPAs out there are known as number crunchers, sit behind a desk and get it done. There are a lot of them out there. Yeah. Don't come out from underneath that desk until that num- until those that tax return is done. Right. Right. Which is not how me and you operate whatsoever. Um,
1: I, I can pull it off when
0: you can pull well, it off better neat. than I do. When
1: it's neat.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so can I. Obviously, work needs to get done, and yeah. there's going to be times where you're gonna have to sit behind a computer for a couple hours to crank stuff out, which is which is fine. I mean, every
1: job does that, but
0: at least how we're set up, it gets us out from behind the desk and we go and work with clients to help them build their businesses. And, so and
1: that's where the value is. Yeah, exactly, big time, big time. It's so, yeah. So, so then in five years. I mean, yep. we, we visited the past, we're yep. present, let's go to the yep. future, what Okay, you, you know, classic interview question. Classic interview question. Steve Gabrielson, <laughs> where are you going to be in five years?
0: Dude, that's, that's a good question, and I mean, I like to leave it open for kind of any opportunity that comes my way.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, I understand, I mean, you got clients, so you're going to uh, be here behind a desk in five years, Yeah, but but what's that look like?
0: What does it look like? That's a you know that's a great question. And I have a very distinct vision of where I would like to see this thing go in the next five years, and I mean me and you kind of share the same view set um, where we see this thing in the next five years. Is I don't see. I kind of see my business turning into a full blown. Well, I'm already a full blown consulting agency, but I see it turning into um, me having like a full blown real estate team, a full blown fitness team. Um, that is made up of different professionals throughout throughout different um, areas of expertise, like accounting and marketing and HR and, and law, um, and being teams to go in and help these businesses grow. And so I never, want, I never want to have more than, at least for me personally, to personally handle, I don't want to have more than 10 to 15 clients. If I get more than that, I'm gonna to have to bring more people onto my team to help me service those clients as well as I'm able to service them now. Um, and so, yeah, just as I grow building those teams out and and really focusing on why we do what we do and that's how to help these businesses grow. So I don't ever want one of my clients to have to turn around and call me for me to do something for them because I want to be ahead of the game enough to be calling them regularly saying, we need to do this, we need to do this, and we need to do this. And if you want your business to grow to a million dollars, this is how we're gonna do it, and this is how we're gonna go forward, and let's do this together to build this beast. Um, so that's kind of where I see myself in five years: is just a bigger company than I am now, obviously. Just be able um, to give them provide more provide than, provide than what you're able to give right now. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. So, so then, I mean, where does the podcast fit into all this SLG advising, it's, dude? This podcast a, is just for fun. Okay. because because when you told me about the podcast, I went and listened. It's guys yeah. hanging out. Yeah. Exactly. Talking about you know. Millennial mindset, or you yeah, know, whatever yeah, that yeah. means. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been wondering where, where does this fit in. I mean, so,
0: the, I mean, this podcast is general is just mostly to to sit down and talk to people about their businesses, um, give people a, a platform to put a personality behind their business. Right. Uh, really, what it's for? Um, like, for example, on the old um, on the other podcasts I've done, like with. With, with Blake Haggard, a lot of people see him as just being a local real estate commercial guy. Um, most people probably didn't know a lot of the other things that he was working on and the personality between KZB commercial. Um, Braden Bringhurst, his, his business Burst Media. A lot of people don't know him and his story and his wife's story. Uh, so I kinda wanna be able to, and, and I'd golf with the four partners. Um, nobody knows their backstory to, to why they started that business and how that business got up and running. Um, so I really want this to be a platform for business owners to come on and give their backstory. And, and I like focusing on the younger generation because they're still new. Those new startup feelings and the feelings of starting a business and, and rolling through it are still very strong and are still on the forefront of their mind because it wasn't that long ago. Um, you can go talk to the gray-haired uh, wisdom keepers out there. And they, they can give you all sorts of wisdom and, and stuff like that and how to build a business and how to do it successfully and that's great and that's awesome and they're awesome resources. But I really like to focus on on the younger on the younger professionals who are who are in the thick of it right now. Emotionally
1: still emotionally there. Emotionally still there, exactly. Can, can remember that.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Sure. So so when I listen to podcasts, I like it for a couple of different reasons. Okay. Before I go meet with a client, I'll go I'll listen to it just to get into the hangout phase
0: oh cool really
1: yeah i'll listen to it because here you know if i've been you know cranking out behind the computer
0: yeah
1: you know getting that tax return done as we were talking about earlier yeah i'm not always in the mode or in the mood to talk to somebody yeah you know it's a it's a switch that flips on and off that's cool um so i'll i'll sit there and listen to it just while i'm finishing up the tax return or whatever i'm doing okay um and that way when i can go talk to somebody it's like i'm I'm there, and I'm a little bit more relaxed and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. You know, the other thing I was thinking is is kind of a motivation for those people that maybe are in those jobs we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Getting ready to move out, thinking and maybe it's thinking about future. time that they yeah. should get going on their own thing. Yeah. Working on, you know, not working on Maggie's farm anymore. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, and going to go build their own farm. For sure. You know what? What do you, what would you have to say to them?
0: To the people who are thinking about stepping
1: out. Yeah. Stepping out on their current job, not, not stepping out anywhere else. So Inappropriate. Inappropriate. Hit the button. Just you just hit, hit the, the button. button on me, the inappropriate one. Okay. That's funny. I told him to have that button. here. Yeah.
0: Um, so people who are thinking of leaving their current jobs and starting their own business, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: <sighs> well, first things first is I don't believe that everybody out there is set up mentally... To run their own business, I think there are people who are who are who are meant to work for somebody else, who are meant to be an employee, and that is fine and that's great. We need people like that in society in order to help businesses grow.
1: I agreed. I don't think they're listening to your podcast, so the people that are okay, listening to okay, that's probably
0: true. That's probably fair. Um, so yeah, the on the other side, I would always make sure that if you're thinking about leaving and starting your own business. First things first is never burn a bridge. That would be my first thing that I would say. Never, ever burn a bridge. Um, You never know what opportunities would lie, even with your current employer, if you're deciding to leave. Um, So if you're going to leave and start your own business, make sure you do it on the right terms. Do it on your terms, but make sure it's the right terms. Um, And when I say your terms, meaning you choose when you announce that you're leaving, you choose when you leave. Um and leave the door open for them to come back and say we don't want you to leave um if that if they say that and because there could be other opportunities there where you can even switch over to like independent contractor status and and continue to to help them out and you can almost make them your first client depending on who you're working for and depending on what you're doing um so that's my first my first piece of advice to say don't ever burn a bridge because there can be opportunities with those with those people down the road um my second piece of advice would be to make sure you're set up to a point where you can handle it. Make sure you have enough savings to last you at least six months. Um, that's kind of my my uh, personal comfort zone is six months, giving it six months to get the business up and running depending on the initial capital expenditure that you need to get the business up and running. Um, but usually those businesses that have a high... Are, that are more capital intensive in the startup phases you'll go out and get line of credits and and business loans and stuff like but that but at
1: least personal expenses but at
0: least at least have six months built up for your personal for your personal expenses um, right. as far as your mortgage your rent whatever it may be groceries that makes sense um,
1: nobody wants that salesman that's that's exactly desperate or, yeah. or whatever profession that yeah. that's needs yeah.
0: you yeah exactly so make sure Gives you're you a different attitude yeah make sure you're prepared I mean health insurance? That's just expensive. So make sure you're prepared to fork out thousand bucks a month for health insurance, um, depending on where you're at, how big your family is and stuff like that. Um, In order to cover your- Probably in a
1: year it's probably gonna be double that. uh, Yeah,
0: probably, (laughs) seriously. Um, So make sure that you're looking forward on things like that. What's gonna happen if young Timmy goes and breaks his leg at school, um, and you need to fork out a couple hundred bucks if you have insurance, hopefully you do, in um, medical bills, in order to cover it, make sure you have a pillow there, to where you're going to be okay. Um, and along with that, make sure you have a solid business plan in place. If you need financing in order to get it up and running, make sure you have the financing locked down before you go out and leave your current job to start your own business. Um, make sure that you're you're partnered with the right people. Uh, you have the right connection, so you always have somebody to reach out to for questions. That's what I love about me and you. I know I can always pick up the phone and call you if I have a question about certain accounting things or even about how to handle selling myself to somebody. Um, I can always call you and ask you those questions. And that's This relationship between me and you, Brian, has been huge in helping me build this business as well as just going to lunch and, and shooting the shit for a little bit so I can clear my head of the crap that's going on in the office. Um, And then just mentally prepare yourself for the grind. Cause you're gonna go through some hardcore emotional things that are gonna rock your world. Um, And just dealing with the the transition from employee to owner is, it's not an easy transition and it takes a little bit to get your mind around it. So it's important to make sure that you're prepared for that. And I don't know if there's a way to prepare for it, but just get ready.
1: So so, who? I mean, of course, I've been instrumental in helping you. I'm probably yeah. probably one of the most important people oh, in your yeah. life.
0: Oh yeah. But other I'll than definitely me, say you, So don't like, don't
1: toot your own horn or anything. But. <laughs> hey man, as long as I stay humble, <laughs> I don't know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> probably the most humble person I know. I'll I never know, even brag about ever. it. Yeah yeah. <laughs> but 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 I mean, who else has been instrumental along those lines? My I, wife.
0: Okay. Hands down my biggest support system right there is me, I mean, she, yeah, dude, she's been huge. Just her support and um, sitting down and talking to her. If she knows I'm stressed, then she'll sit down and listen and and give me the comfort side. Um, But then on the flip side, dude, if she knows I might not be pushing it as hard as I need to, or if she, she's real. So she'll sit there and check me and say, if this isn't working, you need to do something else like now and then it kind of lights the fire underneath me and makes me do something different whereas she's also the comfort piece where if I come to her and I'm visibly stressed, she'll sit down and talk to me and make me feel a lot better about what's going on and, and be that comfort as well. So she's been, I mean, she's the probably the biggest piece of the puzzle, right? Um, sorry to throw you off your pedestal but I'd say she's... Yeah. she's Second. Second. Yeah, okay, she's okay. the second biggest piece of the puzzle. <laughs> Yeah, I'll let, I'll let her reach out to you and, okay. and talk to you about that. Okay. But, um, I won't
1: answer the phone, it's okay. <laughs> my
0: parents have been huge. They've been a huge support to me as well um, as far as letting me basically rent out their basement for me to operate out of. Um, and yeah, my the people I work with, my clients, they they knew I was going through a t- transition and leaving the current firm, going out on my own. And they supported me and they've worked with me through the, the hiccups of of well, most of them have done the transition. same thing at one point or yeah. another, too. Yeah, so they, exactly. They,
1: they see where you're coming from. Exactly. Right? So that's very cool. Yeah,
0: well, just a large support network. It's always key.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, you know, re- apologize if this has been an infomercial for mm-hmm. SLG advising, but I know this is a big part of your life right now. You're four oh, months into it. It is, I mean, my it's got to right be. Up. Yeah, for pretty, sure. You know, that and your family are probably Yeah. the chunk. That's true. So it's so true. so I'll ask you the same question. I heard you say ask this question a couple of, couple of, one of the podcasts. Yeah. But anything in the world, you could do anything you want. Ooh. What is it? And money didn't matter. No. Nah. Of course not. No, nah, who needs money?
0: Oh man.
1: Who thinks about money twenty four seven? Who thinks who? about
0: money twenty four seven? Seriously.
1: Who? I mean, not really. For- not millennials
0: yeah. you're right yeah. <laughs> so the thing for me would be if I could do anything in the world and money didn't matter I would try to find ways to give back more um, and I mean obviously the, the first place I look to give back is to my kids um, to make sure that they are, are set up um, to be in the position where they can do whatever they want to do I don't want them to have to pay for college. I want to be able to provide for them to go to college. Um, But along the same lines, I also want them to understand the value of a dollar. Um, I don't want them to be spoiled. I don't want them to grow up spoiled like any parent out there. Um, So I want to be able to give back to them to give them a life that that I believe that they deserve. Um, And I also want to be able to reach out to other kids who might be in need to really help them get out from their situations and. Live a good life because, I I mean, I'm a firm believer in every child deserves a good, clean start from, oh, that's a level playing field with other kids.
1: You believe the children are the future. I believe
0: the children are the future. Teach them well. Teach them well and the world will be in good hands. Let them
1: lead the way. Exactly. Show them all the beauty.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And then the funny thing is, is in 15, 20, 30, 40 years, when the young kids are coming up in, in, in my business... And they're sitting there trying to tell me how to run my business. I'm probably gonna do the same exact thing that all my bosses did. You, don't know you little idiot, you don't know anything. But the thing, yeah. So I mean the cycle Get really itself, intimidating but, to Yeah, Exactly. You can
1: never do this. Look
0: down on them and say, What do you think you you think you know? <laughs> you think you know? No, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, so I know that sounds cliche, but just find ways to give back to the community. Yeah. Um Yeah. What about you? What would you do? i got to ask you the question, even though you're interviewing me right now. I'll get
1: interviewed later. You're fine.
0: All right, all right.
1: You're fine. Well, you know, it's been a great time.
0: This has been fun. Yeah, this has been weird. I've Turn the tables. I know. I, I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't expecting to be the one to <laughs> have to sit down and talk majority of the time.
1: I was. I here. I have all these. I all know. These I was questions. wondering
0: why you showed up with a pen and paper. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm like all ready to go. I know. You had a whole bunch of stuff written down. Super I was thinking, nervous. Right. I'm like sitting that's there. Weird. You're
1: introducing me, and I'm like, I'll, okay. When can I like? Bah, <laughs> it's my turn to freaking talk and freaking ask you questions. Because that's funny. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I've yeah. talked to you about a lot of this stuff, but oh yeah, I, you know. No, and I'm Set the story to... straight. We all yeah. want to hear it.
0: Yeah. No, and I'm, like you said, I'm excited to have you back on again and talk to you about your business because there's a reason I've been wanting to get you into this chair for a long time to talk yeah, to you.
1: Maybe in a few minutes. Because
0: you're doing some cool stuff. Yeah. Adventure gonna... Accountants is a cool business. And if you don't know what that is, look it up because yeah. he's doing some cool stuff.
1: Adventureaccountants.com. Yeah. Adventureaccountants.com. A... Adventureaccountants.com?
0: What? <laughs> Adventureaccountants.com. <laughs> All right, and with but, that, nobody else is listening to this podcast. Yeah, probably. they're about done with this. They've all pull, unplugged.
1: Yeah, this is after the fifth one. that's, yeah. that's when they turn the channel. <laughs> but well, you know, anything else before before we take off? Before I, I lead it out as guest host. Um, thanks, dude. Thanks for interviewing me. This has been fun. Well, thanks for being here. We appreciate you showing up. <laughs>
0: right? I didn't have any, many many other places to go, so.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. I'm glad you take the time to come on to my my new podcast that you know, we're starting now. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, seriously, in all in all seriousness, thanks for for flipping the script on me. This has been fun.
1: Yeah. Well, um, let's do a plug in for like the next few shows. Who, who are you thinking of bringing on? I mean, who, so, who are some of the people you're talking to right now?
0: So on this. Next one that's going to drop is C.T. Kalp. He's a pretty cool – he's pretty cool. That's a cool name. But by the time you hear this podcast, he's already dropped because he's the next one dropping. So I'll drop this one after I drop him.
1: Also, oh, this is the sixth podcast then?
0: Yeah. So the, Oh, yeah. That's right. So it's going to be – this is the sixth I, I, podcast. I
1: heard a statistic today that most, po- po- most podcasts don't last past seven Really? Yeah, they give up at, after about six or seven. They don't have quite the listening. They really? thought they'd like come on and be and like
0: blow up
1: and that, yeah, that happens. Yeah, that's be like Joe Rogan. Be like, like, oh yeah, who's the guy out of New York that's always the inappropriate one? Oh, Gary V. No, no, no. I'm talking the one that was on the radio that would always bring on like I don't know. It was like super inappropriate in the '90s. Oh, and, uh, oh. Howard Stern. Howard there you go. Stern. Yeah. yeah, blow up like <laughs> Howard Stern. Yeah. you gotta do some inappropriate stuff, oh, get yeah. some listenership. Oh, up, yeah. you know.
0: Oh yeah. You got to interview some sketches. No, people. no.
1: At least bring it past seven. I, least, I think... I'll bring it past
0: seven. We'll okay. get it past seven for sure. Well, if this no, is six, some... then
1: I'm on. That's the number seven. Just well, have... no. This
0: is a, yeah. So this will be six. You'll be seven, um, unless you string me out like you have. I now. probably
1: will. So don't quit before then. That's <laughs> that's part of my motivation. All right, all right, so. all right.
0: Yeah. So we got a couple people coming down the line. Just a couple cool local business owners. <coughs> uh, um, I'm trying to get in contact with a, a young girl here in the valley who's been doing some cool stuff it would be nice um, to have
1: you know a female voice on here yeah.
0: i'm also going to do another another lady out of washington who i've been working with who's starting a, a, a company as well um, i'm going to get her on sometime in september so that'll be a really cool one in the next couple weeks um and yeah
1: Okay, we'll leave it at that. That's a good we'll that's a good that. commercial. Yeah. Hey, thanks everybody for coming. Do you have like. I can't. I, I don't listen to the tagline. I, this is about the time where I turn it off. So yeah, I just tagline say. Tagline it up and
0: let's, let's go. <laughs> we just say peace out, man. We're millennials. We don't have taglines.
1: Peace out's a pretty
0: universal a tagline. Pretty universal tagline. Yeah. Peace, I'm out of here.
1: I don't consider myself a millennial, but yeah. All right, Brian. Wait, he said,
0: "Drop it. You're the host, man. You gotta end it." Yeah, drop it
1: like it's hot. Yeah, hold up. I don't know. Yeah, let that's good. Hey thanks, hey, thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks, Brian, for being here. Later. Let me get my mind. Let me get my mind right. You know everything is alright. You know everything is alright. You know